Welcome to We Accept This Podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Leslie. We're on week three? Yeah, week three. And I don't I don't feel like Matt is hitting his groove. I still feel like he's like, no. what am I doing? What am I doing? He's just flailing around, doesn't really seem to understand how the show works, which like, I get it. He wasn't on the show before, but has he seen the show? I mean, he has to have seen it enough to, in general, understand what's happening. I just, he's, he's falling for like everything they're telling him. He's just like, wow. You know, he's just, he needs to understand a little more of how to temper not only what he's being told, but also he's, he's not playing the game part of it. it makes him look like a little simple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think I've kind of taken a pretty sharp turn because in the beginning I was like, oh, it's fresh. Like he's just, you know, he's really in tune with his emotions and he's not like, you know, tainted by, you know, sort of already being jaded by the the show, you know, but I'm changing my mind now (laughs) because now it's like, it's just, it's a mess. It's a mess. And I think it's, it's definitely impacting the way the show is flowing and it's impacting the way I'm sure that the, the ladies are going to walk away based on their like their experience is totally different because he's just kind of flailing around. <laughs> um, I just think he doesn't get that his behaviors and his actions, as far as like, you know, preferential treatment and things like that, that it affects the dynamics in, in the house, which, mm-hmm. you know, can be pretty toxic as we saw this week. <laughs> we started with the rose ceremony. Where- yeah basically must have taken Victoria's comments on Marilyn and decided to send Marilyn home because there is no way he was like, I'm going to give her a flower and make a big deal. And and that he was ultimately at that point planning to send her home. I was really upset by that. And I felt like nobody acknowledged it on social. I think everybody got so distracted by Sarah and, and everything else that happened this week that there was kind of no mention of the fact that Marilyn got sent home because of Victoria's lies. Yeah. And it was, he, he basically, everything they're telling him, he's just taking at face value and not mm-hmm. the fact that they could be playing games or trying to position themselves to look better versus other people, you know? And he's just kind of like, oh, well then they're bad. I have to send them home. You know, it's just, it's, it doesn't make for an a entertaining show. It just. No. And I kept kind of thinking, okay, he's keeping Victoria around because the producers want him to, he's not taking her seriously. But then if he's believing the things that she's saying, and I think he was on, I forget which podcast, but he's been on a bunch of podcasts this week and he was defending Victoria. So like, how I, you know, you defend her? I don't know. I mean, you would think that after watching the show, his opinion of her would change at, you know, right. at least. But instead he seems to be doubling down on taking her <laughs> side, which is not a good place to be. <laughs> no, it doesn't, doesn't, not a good look for Matt. Um, So I think we started out this week being told that everybody was going to get a date this week. And so there would be two group dates and one one one-on-one. And we end up with the one-on-one going to Serena. Mm -hmm. Serena, Serena something. There's apparently two Serenas, right? And I I know them by face, but I don't know them by initial. But actually, it looks like we start with the the awkward group date, which... um, (laughs) <laughs> okay this group day which I, starts with ashley i reading a passage from what we later learn is chris harrison's book uh what what was the name of the book it was something funny the perfect letter 
There we go. The perfect letter. And, and we've joked for so many, like, so many seasons about how we're going to do a book club and we're going to read this book, but I don't think I've ever read what it's supposed no. to be about. And so this all starts going down on this date. And I'm like, Wait, what, what is happening right now? I, how is this I didn't realize this it was so horny. <laughs> I didn't either. And I'm like, and, and then I had a lot of questions. I'm like, did Chris Harrison really write this or did he have a ghost writer? Like, I'm just, I don't really know that I see him writing this type of content, but maybe, I mean, it just kind of shifted my perspective around a lot and I have a lot of questions. I'm sure but he had some help. I think so too. But I did, I, it was, every time they bring Ashley I out, it's like for some context that makes me roll my eyes. So I'm it's like, oh, like, her? <laughs> Yeah, you're bringing her out because she's the virgin and you think, or was the virgin, and you think that's really funny to make her do like this erotic date. You know, it just, yeah. it, it feels super forced. And I also enjoyed the fact that, you know, Matt James is introducing her to the ladies when you know he has no idea who she is. Yeah. You know, he's like, this is Ashley. I, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Okay. So they have to write their own erotic passage to read um, to Matt James the other women on the group date and a live audience, which we later find is the rest of the women. <laughs> when they said a live audience, I was like, how did they get a live audience? They, they get me every time they say that. And I'm like, Oh, is this the time that they're going to bring outsiders in? How can yeah. they do that? Oh wait, no, it's the ladies again. You know, it so, made sense. It made sense that that I, was yeah. who it would be. Um, so they awkwardly come in to get to watch the, the whole presentation and you know they're all you know you know how it is they're getting all competitive and they're like well I'm gonna really like really impress him like with this side of me that he doesn't know <laughs> and it's just like okay sure sure um Victoria was what was she her, okay I think this is gonna be the theme of the season what was she wearing like she was just wearing Nobody a bra with a, mesh, with a mesh top Look, like, at least this what? outfit, there was a reason for the bra to be showing. Like, it was clearly part of the ensemble. Whereas last week with the puffy sleeves dress, I was like, I don't think the bra is supposed to be showing here. You know, it didn't no. seem like it was supposed to. It didn't It didn't look like part of the outfit. But if she's going to show her bra, I would rather her do it this way. <laughs> but it still wasn't a good look. I was like, no, nah. I didn't say it. I just, but, but, but anyway. It was an so improvement she... over last week's. Uh, you know, I, here's the thing. They have them do all of these erotic stories, but then they bleep half the things. And I'm like, I don't know what they're saying. So if yeah. you're going to give me horny stories, give me the stories. Like, let me know what they're saying. Because otherwise I, I, I yeah, I kind of walked away from this date being like, okay, these people said some things that were kind of awkward. These said things that were really inappropriate that we don't know. Like we have no idea, <laughs> you know? I mean, I walked away not really knowing exactly what they were saying. I know that, um, they were, they were like, uh, what's the word? They were like blurring out their mouths. Yeah. Like, like, so like I have a, I, I tweeted out a picture and it's Victoria with her lovely ensemble and her mouth is just blurred. It's, it's, it's <laughs> a lot of look. Um, so that was, that was fun. I think we've gotten some really unique censoring this season. We've had yeah. the black box around the vibrator. Now we have their, I don't think they've blurred mouths before. Have they? I don't know. If I don't they know. have, I haven't noticed it. I like this time I really noticed it. It was like, Oh, Oh, okay. I feel like um, if you're going to bleep things, you have to give me like the start of the word or something for me to go on to have some idea of what's going yeah. on but I have no idea it was just like she bleeped is bleep and then they bleeped and then bleep 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 <laughs> and I'm like what but I did like that apparently everybody was crying while laughing uh listening to Victoria's story which made me want to hear it I know 
she was saying on her Instagram stories being like, you know, this was mine was legit, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, again, like it's Instagram stories. You could tell me the full story. If you're not going to tell yeah. me the story, then, then sit down, sit down. Put the uncensored footage out there somewhere <laughs> so we can see it. Cause otherwise I'm like, what am I missing? Her and Katie got a lot of bleeps. <laughs> Yes. And I, and Katie, Katie's so funny. She had been posting on, on social media all day. That's all I got right? Yeah. She'd been posting all day being like, you know, mom, this is the episode for you not to watch. You know, <laughs> so was, I knew something was coming. Around. <laughs> Apparently she's owning that one. I don't know. Um, but I, I did enjoy Sir, Sir, the, my favorite line I wrote down was from Serena C who she says, all the guys who, in her past were lacking, but she knows her man, Matt James is packing. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> he was like, oh, he just looks so mortified. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think the the my my biggest enjoyment out of this episode was watching his reaction because he was like embarrassed and uncomfortable. Yeah. It, was, it was it was it was amusing. Um what else? I mean Well then that's basically it for the right? uh, erotic part of the date. And then they right? send the audience members home and, and continue on with the kind of after party. Um, he, Matt seems really into Rachel, which, uh, mm. have you seen the stuff on social about her? Yeah. And I, I'm really curious to see how it all goes down because my gut is that she, I, I feel like she's like at the end. She's going to so get I'm, pretty far. I'm pretty positive. Yeah. So I, it always um, to me makes me a little anxious when you start to see stuff like that coming out about someone that you think is probably going to be at the end. Yeah. Um, so for, for those of you who haven't seen it, there was a TikTok that came out and somebody posted that she knew Rachel in high school and that Rachel used to make fun of her for dating black guys. Um, and then in addition to that, there were like a lot of posts where she was like in, I think she was dressed up as a Native American or something for some party and like just liking a bunch of Trump posts and like just a lot of the, you know, questionable questionable social behavior and um yeah curious to see how that goes she's also apparently from a super super segregated like town with a lot of racist history so okay you know to kind of give context from where she's from but you know I don't know how would Matt James feel about all of this stuff yeah, I mean, it's like you and like I don't know. I think it's one thing if it's something that's from someone's past, like a long time ago. Maybe they've yeah. changed. Probably not, but it, it's still concerning, right? But well, it's, she's it's, very it's, young, so high school wasn't that long ago, and the likes were from like the summer, you know. Yeah, so. I knew the likes were recent, so it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out because he does seem super into her. Yeah. Um, they, so, they kissed, he went in for a kiss pretty fast, like just while she was in the middle of talking. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. Cause either he kind of sits there and, and, and they kind of have to like, like push for it, the girls, or he just goes in for it and like kind of abandons the discussion <laughs> to get to it. I, so it's like, I feel like for such a handsome man, um, he has no game, <laughs> no, no skill. Well, and he talks about it later in the in the date with um Serena like it I, I don't I'm curious like I feel like we need more information about his relationship history yeah you know because I mean he talks about um in that date not to skip ahead but I mean I think it plays into this like he talks about how you know he had this recent relationship but it was like a four-month relationship and he talks about multiple times he's mentioned that he doesn't think he's ever really been in love I just don't know that he's 
I don't, I feel like he's like casually dated people. I just don't know that he has a ton of relationship experience, which kind of is showing when we're talking about his game. You know, he just seems a little, he seems a little green, not only in the bachelor verse, but also with the ladies. In the lady verse. In the lady verse. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I get the sense that he's somebody who just kind of dated around and, you know, he has moments of maturity, but also moments where he seems very young, even though he's not that young. Right, right. Um, um, so he starts chatting with Katie, and then guess who crashes the party? It's Sarah. Oh, I <laughs> and I, she just kept talking about how she just had to come and talk to him. And like on, on one hand, it's like she didn't. But on the other hand, it's like, is this the only time the producers would let her talk to him? You know, it's like I'm starting to like. That. I you just, don't think so. I don't know, but she still has control over whether she goes and does it. Like if the producers are saying, well, I guess if you want to do that, you're going to have to crash this date, you know, then she could say, well, I'm going to see him on the next group date. So maybe I hold on to it for a day or two and then talk to him. You know, I I just, there's not really an excuse for it. I didn't think it had to happen. And I also think, um, and I think this will continue to obviously, since this is the scenario for the foreseeable future. I think these group dates where the other ladies are in the audience, it just yeah. kind of fuels that jealousy even more so because it's not like they're just stuck in a corner wondering what's happening. They're seeing it all go down. And I think that just really like made it worse for her too. Yeah. Um, but, but she again, definitely. This is the bachelor. This is yeah. what we have all signed on for here. And, and so I, I just don't, I don't have a lot of sympathy when it comes for that kind of thing. I have some some sympathy for her as the episode goes on, but I don't in this situation. Like, it wasn't right what she did. And to come in and interrupt a conversation with Katie and Katie handled everything in this entire episode like a champ. I love her so much. She is the perfect combination of entertaining and but also thoughtful and kind and I just like I love her so much and I want her to be bachelorette she reminds me I a bit of like of of um Caitlin in the sense that she came in hot yeah. for, like a dirty joke but there's yeah. more going on there well people were tweeting they were saying you know Katie did the like unthinkable she seems to have shed her label of vibrator girl because she yeah. is so great and it's so it true I didn't see it coming she writes like her her tweet she doesn't tweet a ton during the episodes but what she has to say echoes what she's done on screen which is just she's just very she seems very smart she seems genuine yeah. um she can switch from like you know like she was kind of you know when she has the conversation again later with Sarah too she she can be kind of direct and kind of like make her point but can really Without quickly pivot mean. Yeah, can, without being mean, but then can pivot when she realizes, you know, that she needs to, then she can be yeah. very empathetic and understanding. So I just, I, I, I love her. I don't, I don't even remember how old she is. She feels wise beyond her years if she is younger. Um, I, yeah, I, I can't say enough great things about Katie. I would say that she has emotional intelligence as the show likes uh, to <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Um, so I like that Sarah comes in and she interrupts and she's just going, blah, blah, blah. Have, you know, I've dealt with infidelity in the past and this is bringing back jealousy and I'm having a hard time dealing with it and watching the date was hard for me, you know? Um, so I, I, I don't know. I, I was just confused. And then Katie comes in it's like, so can I steal them back? And she's like, I just need, um, five more five minutes. minutes. She's like, how about, how about two more minutes? <laughs> I just I like that she pushed back. I don't I don't think anybody has done that ever on the show. Yeah, like the, the, it doesn't the degree, happen often. 
the degree to which she did it, I think, is is much stronger than we've seen. And I, it was also like done in a nice way, but in a like I'm not giving up way, which I appreciated because yeah, like so many times the girl, like sometimes they're just like, oh, okay, and they walk away, like they've lost their moment and they're bummed out about it. But then it's like, well, what did you do to to fix that problem? So I like that she kind of addressed it. You know, was like, I'm not going away. This is my time. Yeah. Um, loved it. I did like that Victoria encouraged her to get on back in there, which, you know, I usually don't uh, appreciate anything she says, but she was right in this situation. She had moments this 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 week where it, it was funny. People were saying this on social media, and I totally agree. Like when she, whenever I was finding myself agreeing with her, I felt really dirty. Yeah, I was like I don't like this. I don't want to agree with her. But like she would, like when she did that, or um, you know, when she, I think she did a pretty good job when she first was like confronting Sarah about it a yeah. little bit of just being like kind of trying to be nice about it, but then also like being a little bit of direct direct about like no this isn't cool um that was they, they when were, they were actually on that date that she crashed right yes yes and she yeah, was just kind of like she was trying to play that well. she was it being was super when, sympathetic when, and she wasn't quite yeah when yes. they got back to the house I think that's where things went off when, the rails again for Victoria so yes but I, I just think, you know, in the situation, this is their time to spend with him. They kind of went yeah. through the hurdle of, you know, doing the, the the reading up on stage and like the nerves and the stress of doing that. And like their reward is supposed to be their time with him. And then for her to show up, I can basically spend like the time that, you know, not only while they were performing, like she was in the audience, like she was there for that. And then now she's showing up for this piece. It just it's, it's very disrespectful and it's unnecessary. It's just not fair. It's not how it works. Like you have to wait your turn and and. Another thing that Victoria said later that I didn't agree with how she was saying it, but I did agree with the point is that by doing it, you're saying I'm more important than the other people here. Yeah. My time is more important than the other people here. And that that is what it's saying. You know, and I also saw people comparing um, Sarah to Noah. And I was like, that was not exactly the same because no. they asked, like, does anybody want to join in to 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 fill in because somebody can't do it. And he leapt at the opportunity. That's different than just crashing somebody's date. Yeah, no, it was, it was, she just showed up. And then, and then, I mean, on one hand, I appreciated her going to explain herself, like, and, and not just like walking away and being like, all right, I did my thing. Bye. Like it was, mm -hmm. it was, I think well-intentioned that she was like, you know, I want to like at least acknowledge, like I shouldn't have done that. And I want to like say something to them, but like, she didn't really, like, it just made me not feel super, super sympathetic because when she was saying yeah. to them, I was like, I don't really feel like I, I agree that you needed to come at this point in time. She and didn't. It was, and she wasn't explaining it at all. And, and based on what no. we saw her say with Matt, it didn't, even somebody who was there to see that conversation, it did not make me think, oh, I get why she did this, you know? No. And it also made me mad because I think that was the point at which Matt was like, well, I want you to feel comfortable and I don't want you to ever question, you know, me wanting you to be here. So like, if you have to pull me over like aside every day for me to make you feel comfortable about that, like you should. And I was like, this is not going to set us up for a good I know. season. I know. Like you can't, you know, and, and I mean, we see him go on before the one-on-one -on -one date going into her room to comfort her again and like, you know, sprawling across her on the bed. And it's like, you know, yeah. no, just no, just it's not, not right. Okay. It's not appropriate. Um, no. I, I did like that. So when Victoria like confront, so first of all, Sarah has Matt walk her out and I'm like, oh, so you want even more time on this date that you already crashed. And then um, Victoria kind of confronts her and says, just so you know, you killed the whole vibe of the state. 
and it's true, Which is true. It's not just taking away the time, it's changing the the vibe and the atmosphere of everything. Like you can't do that without without altering the night for everybody. Yeah. If you're someone who's on the show and like she's getting all of this special treatment. So that changes not only really the vibe of the night, but the vibe of the season, right? Like yeah. it's just like you, you see like it's it's making it very apparent to the girls who you know, who's standing out to him and who he's going to go to extra lengths for versus the people who are just having to, you know, clamor for time in a group date setting. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, and she just had the one-on-one date, which is what I forget who said it exactly, but like they were pointing out there, like you just had like your own dedicated time with him. Like you're not going to get it this week and you got to like, just calm down, you know? And And Katie Katie says, um, you know, it seems like you're dealing with insecurity, but we're all dealing with that. And you've had a Mm one-on-one and you need to figure it out because you're taking time away from everybody else. And it's not fair. Um, So they get back to the group date, but it basically seems pretty, pretty done as soon as he gets back from walking Sarah out. And he gives Rachel the group date, bro. So that was fun. Womp, womp. <laughs> um, so it should be time the next day for Serena P's one-on-one. Um, except for he decided he had to go and, um, you know, coddle sweet baby Sarah. And I just he, he was like, I just need five minutes to go comfort Sarah. And I'm like, God dang, Matt. Like, read the room. Like, it be- this is not appropriate. He came to pick up Serena for the date and he goes to talk to Sarah because Sarah's not there, right? Because yeah. because that's like like the only person who I feel like was consistently not with the groups during their season was Karen, who was napping, right? Yeah. I feel like Sarah like this this week in particular, Sarah keeps just, you know, they're they're down there and everybody's down there talking and Sarah's just in her room doing her own thing. Or like this, mm-hmm. it's like she couldn't be bothered to come here who is, you know, being named on the group. Like mo- like at least go through the motions if you're gonna be on the show. And yeah. she's just hanging out in her room doing her own thing. So then he has to go and like give her a hug because he's like, Oh, she's not here. You know, we talked about this last night. She's emotional. I gotta go to- I gotta go see her. Like I if I was Serena, I would be so mad. I'd be like, um, it's time know. to go, Matt. Let's leave. Like if I was supposed to have a one-on-one and he started out the day by just kind of changing the whole vibe once again, by doing that. It's not something mentioned somewhere. They were like, did they at least give him mouthwash between, you know, <laughs> hanging out with Sarah and then going on this date with Serena? So that just made me really cranky. Um, I'm like, even even it made me cranky for Serena, who we have seen like pretty much zero with. You yeah. know, he's going on a date with her. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I, I've seen your face. I don't. I think she's Serena P. I think, yeah. um, maybe. Um, and she seems perfectly nice, but it just was an odd way to sort of begin the date. Yeah, I mean, you know? my main takeaway from that date was the donkey and and the fact <laughs> the that <donkey. laughs> I love that donkey and the yeah. fact that Matt and the fact that Matt loves turtles. <laughs> he was he was so into the turtles, and he had like the swim trunk like when he when they do the hot yeah. tub. He has on his turtle, you know. Anyway, it, it reminds something. me of this. Uh, her name is Kim Richards from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, who is obsessed with turtles. And there's this gif of her going, "I love." turtles and that's all I could think of when I was watching that amazing um they have like a whole conversation though about family and you know Mm -hmm. 
and um, kind of what their expectations are. And that's when he like starts talking about, you know, he's not a serial dater and like the relationships, <laughs> um, you know, and that's when he talks about the four month relationship where it was like, I'm just having a hard four time months. relating. Four months. Four months <laughs> is like a blip. I mean, like a, I, like a year, I, started, I can't even get a relationship out of him. That's a year. I, know. <laughs> I started to post a tweet and then I pulled it down. Cause I was like, I feel like this is more of a conversation, but I wanted to be like, this is what's wrong with dating in New York city. Cause he's like, like his yeah. four month relationship I'm sure was in New York city. And I was like, I do not miss this. Like it just, <laughs> Oh, I was just, oh, I wanted to throw something at the TV. <laughs> uh, she tells her, tells him, though, that, you know, she's falling into like with him. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> so romantic. So romantic. Oh, man. Um, yeah. And meanwhile, back at the house, Sarah's still not hanging out with the other lady. <laughs> no, she's been hiding for a solid two, three days. Um, so they bring out the group date card. But... We didn't they go on the group it. date, right? Like the group date didn't happen even, because no, they don't think they even read it because this just started to devolve, and I think that's where yeah. things kind of ended, right? So then we just have for the rest of the episode is sort of all of this, you know, drama surrounding Sarah, and like she's yeah. not down there for them to read the group date because she just doesn't want anything to do with. She doesn't want to hear who's doing what with him, basically. She's, like, very extreme about this. And I did read an article, which I do think kind of plays into this. It seems like the producers were not super um, honest with her about expectations for communications with her family. So I think it sounds like they told okay. her – gave her the impression she was going to have more regular communication with her family. And I'm not clear 100% if she – I mean, it sounds like – I think she may have had some, but it wasn't what she was expecting. So my guess is, is like, there's a whole dynamic and expectations with Matt, which I think she had too much, like expected too much of anyway, but I believe it was yeah. kind of compounded by the fact that she thought she was going to be able to talk to her family more. And I think, you know, if she's not able to at least spend all this time when she's back in her room, like at least spend a little bit of time talking with her family, which we understand, you know, the time that she has with her dad is super limited and very valuable to her. Um, I'm sure that she just kind of felt like, you know, well, what's the point then if I'm not going to feel comfortable in my relationship with him or the time that I'm getting to spend with him and all of this is upsetting me, then I should just go home. Um, so I, I mean, do it's think just a frustrating situation but, to watch because yeah. I feel for her, obviously. I think she's going through a lot. But then this is also the show. So if you can't handle the, yeah. the way that the show goes, then, you know, maybe it, it, I think it was better for her to leave. So yeah. she goes downstairs and the women immediately just kind of start on her. Um, she, she did apologize. Um, I can understand why people weren't really taking it, <laughs> accepting yeah. the apology, but that doesn't really, it doesn't really make it okay for what happened. I don't mm -hmm. think. No, and, um, and they definitely kind of took it, they took it way too far. It was a game some, up, you know? Yeah, there were some of the ladies who were like, you know, I'm just having a hard, like, I think it was MJ who was <clears> like, I just need like a minute to cool. And like, I think, I think it's fair for them to be frustrated by the situation. I don't think that, yeah. you know, they need to be so extreme as to be like, I never want to talk to you the rest of the season. I'm done with you, blah, blah, blah. Like, they just kind of took it too far. Um so I mean, Victoria I like and Kit and, and Anna were definitely the ones that I think, you know, were very uncool. I mean, and I was laughing earlier in the episode, like when she first crashed the group date, 
and all of that went down. Like there was some, I, I posted some photos, which were really great of Anna because her face was just kind of like, what is <laughs> happening? And so, I mean, I, in that moment I was laughing and I was like, okay, fine. But like later the way that they came at her, like my perspective totally changed. And I had like yeah. two different different people responded to the tweet with the photos of Anna and was just like, Anna is nasty and blah, blah. I'm like, okay, look, this was in the beginning of the show. Like, <laughs> yeah, like look at the time the tweet was posted. Right? I think a lot of us have changed our feelings on Anna since then, especially with the preview for next week, but we'll get back to that. Yeah. Is that um, kind of bit the butt a little bit because my tweet was like Anna is all of us right now because like her face was expressing I think whatever it was in that moment like of just like oh my gosh is this happening and so then later I was kind of like okay maybe maybe Anna's not all of us anymore no no in that moment maybe she was but now she is not uh I I found it very frustrating to watch Victoria not only in the moment with Sarah and the things that she was saying to Sarah but the Mm -hmm. things that she was saying uh to the producers like in her little interviews where she was saying, well, I've already got one down. I got Marilyn sent home. Now I got to get Sarah sent home. And it's like, I, I I just, she's very toxic person. And I don't find that entertaining to watch. And I don't like the fact that she feels vindicated by running these women off the show. Or that she feels like she's like the, the one who's like the, the person who's the puppeteer or whatever. She seems like she thinks that she's like dictating the direction of the season. And I don't like that. Like, it's one thing if it's somebody who's like, oh, isn't that great? Oh, so sad. They went home. Like more of like, I think that was like more of a Corinne approach to these types of things. Yeah. Like instead, (laughs) I feel like it's just so malicious the way she's saying it. It just, it's, it's, it's like, it's not, it's not enjoyable. And I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't really. I don't like the fact that it seems like every week she's just trying to put her sights on someone else that she can push out the door. I think it's one yeah. thing when someone has like legitimate beef with someone or like friction or maybe their personalities just clash, but it seems like she's just going to continue to put a new person uh, with her, you know, she's going to put a target yep. on their back. And I just every don't week there's going to be a new, that. a new target for her. So we'll see who yeah. it is next week. I'm not sure, but we'll find out. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> So Victoria basically said, I don't want to hear your apology and I don't care. And Kit was like, well, you're going to be miserable in this house. I can tell you that. And I'm like, wow, you guys sound like just mean girls. Yeah, it was it was not it was not encouraging because I like I really enjoy the show when it seems like the people in the house are really like connecting and having fun together. Like We've seen so many seasons where they're like, you know, all playing in the pool or they're like, you know, I don't know, braiding each other's hair. I don't know, like an explanation, <laughs> but like, it, you know, they, a lot of them are so close and they bond so much and they're, and they're friends after the show. I just don't get that vibe right now. It just feels really like awkward. I don't like it. Don't like well, it. Well, another moment that was awkward is that, um, you know, Sarah was like, does everybody feel that way? Like even the people that I'm close to and like nobody, nobody responded. And then I, I guess that she considered MJ to be a friend because she tried to talk to her after everything ended. And MJ was just like, nope, not now. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I feel for Sarah. I don't feel for Sarah. I have complicated feelings on the matter. Exactly. But I really appreciated exactly. that Katie was, you know, mature enough to go and talk to her and see just what's what's going on here, because clearly something's going on. And so um, Sarah opens up to Katie about what's going on with her dad. And Katie tells her that her father passed away in 2012 and says, you know, if you if you feel like you need to go and be with your dad, go and do that, because I wish I had just even a minute back with my dad. Um, I love, and you can see I love Katie that. crying. And I was like, oh, 
I, I, I loved, love Katie. <laughs> I loved what she said. And I also loved like, so and she her initial thought was, you know, I don't want you to go home and give up on this because basically she was saying, like, I don't want to go further in this in this season because you've left you know like she was like yeah. I don't want to go just go further because someone he really liked left and gave me a spot that was open basically yeah um, so like, I, it, that was it, kind it, of or to have it Matt it hanging over Matt's head that he still yeah. was hung up on Sarah yeah so she kind of started with that logic but then once you know Sarah you know shared with her about her dad then she was like oh well you know you need to do what you need to do and I just I don't know I just really like her I think she's really genuine I think that she is emotional intelligence all the way. I think that she just kind of gets it and I think she's someone we need. Yes. More of in the house. And I, think, I think when she goes, I'm like, if, if they send her home too early, I'm going to lose my mind because I think she's I think kind she'll of be around. I think she'll be around for a while. <laughs> she's so. making, so. making the show tolerable at this moment. Um, so at this point, Sarah heads over to tell Matt that she's going to leave and she's saying, you know, having a harder time being away from my family and, and, and that, but then just when I'm feeling for Sarah and coming around to her a bit, then she goes and throws the women in the house under the bus. And I'm like, yeah, some of them were way out of line, but to do that, it, I didn't think was necessary while leaving. If that wasn't why she was leaving. Yeah. It make it, I, I was all supportive of the whole leaving for her family part, but yeah, I don't, I, I'm, I'm hoping that it wasn't enough of a contributing factor, but the way that she slid it in there, she definitely made it seem like a split decision, you know? Yeah. I, I do feel that she's a bit manipulative mm -hmm. in terms of, of figuring out ways to get extra attention from Matt and, and then leaving um, by kind of poisoning his thoughts about the women who are staying behind. Um, totally. I, I just, I don't, <laughs> if she had left and just made it about her family and the fact that she's emotionally just not ready to, to kind of handle the whole experience of the show, I would have respected that, but I didn't really respect how she left. Yeah. I was not a fan, but, and that was kind of it, right? Yeah. So we left this week without the second group date having happened without a rose ceremony it's going to be another one of those seasons, I can tell, where we never get a rose ceremony at the end. Um, and then they... To follow. They yeah, it is confusing. It just feels disorienting. Yeah. And then in the preview for next week, we see that they're bringing in five new people, which everybody's going to love. <laughs> five new people. It looks like it's going to be a mess. And is that the point that Heather shows up to? I think she's in the five, right? Maybe. I hope so, because I don't have it in me for there to be, like, multiple arrivals of new people. Like the only place I can deal with that is is in Paradise. You know, with this, with this yeah. setting, it's just, it's a little bit confusing. And I think it worked, it worked in Tasha's season because it kind of, like, gave her a little bit of a fresh start to a season. Yeah, and gave her a little it made more, more sense then. Um, but this, to me, it just feels like we're tr we're just trying to cause drama to cause drama. That's how I yeah. feel. But um, plus, yeah. I feel like we're just getting to know the women, and now there's all of these other women brought in. Um, should we do a little bit of bachelor news? 
Well, we have time. to because Claire and Deal broke up. We kind of saw such, it coming, but and it was such weird timing because, like, they had just posted the whole thing about like him like lifting her up, playing around, like hitting her head and the concussion. Like, yeah, it must have been just following that. I don't know. And it then it felt the, like it came out of nowhere. Yeah, and apparently they've had like some issues, and I think they're, they're, like some of the articles basically make it. Make make it seem like, you know, you remember like at the end of that season or that season, whatever, at the end of those four episodes <laughs> that Claire was on The Bachelorette, um, you know, at the end of that, when he proposed, they had all that footage that made it seem like he wasn't going to do it, right? Like made it seem yeah. uncomfortable. And so like all the articles have talked about how he, you know, was feeling really pressured on the proposal and that he wasn't really, I think, ready for the proposal. And he seemed more like, you know hesitant about their relationship and I think that played into some of it and and I was always curious you know they talked about you know his I think he had someone who was in some sort of assisted living facility like close to where he lived in New York and so then she has her mom in Sacramento so it always seemed like it was going to be a little bit of an issue with them like location wise so I never quite understood what they thought they were going to do about making it work long term but you know Claire was always like oh like we're gonna have babies immediately and things are lovely um I just want the best for her and I feel for her. I don't know. I I just, I just, I just want Claire to have the babies that she clearly wants. (laughs) It made me sad though, because it's like, you know, she had this opportunity to be on the show and she became so like focused on him early on and like, what, what would it have been like if she had really like approached it with like an open mind and really had a full season? It could have been totally different, you know? Um, people were I just hope there is a nice guy in Sacramento who will swoop her up. Yeah, for her. I think she, you know, yes, she we everybody kind of talks about how she's over the top and everything, but I think she has a lot of positive attributes and I think she's a good person and she deserves to be happy. I people were talking about how the whole um thing with Benoit and they were like, How did it not work with Benoit? Because like he was like over the top and was like unrealistic and like, oh, I'm so romantic. And, you know, they were saying, which I'd forgotten, like it was the same thing with the two of them. Like she was in Sacramento and he didn't want to leave Canada. And yeah. So it just seems like she keeps finding these people who either aren't fully committed or are not prepared to leave their location. And I think, I understand for her, like it's hard for her. I mean, she has her mom and she's, you know, been a hairstylist through all of this. So I know she has her like business and you pick up as a hairstylist and and no one knows who you are. You're starting completely over. And like, she's never going to leave her mom, you know? Yeah. So I I don't know. I just, I hated seeing it. I wasn't surprised. I think I thought it would drag on a little bit longer. I didn't like how it went down though. Did you see the articles about how he was like in New York city posting about how he wanted to go out, like where he should go and blah, blah, blah. And then like, I guess the news broke and then he like had to delete his stories where he was talking about trolling on the, on the town. And uh, Mm -hmm. then he posted his statement on Instagram, but like she hasn't posted anything and the articles are talking about how she's like so devastated. And I'm sure I'm sure she was, you know, he was not wanting to budge on the moving issue and she was just kind of still stuck in like the, well, we can still make it work kind of realm. And he probably was like, I'm done. And it sounded yeah. also like he was wanting to get it out there that he wasn't with her so that he could be free to date. Just saying. Well, I am team Claire in this situation. Um, I'm I don't sad know. That we I mean, everybody keeps acting like she's like 
farmer Chris out in the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, it's Sacramento. It's a decent sized city. It's not that far from San yeah. Francisco. Like you're not stuck in the middle of Iowa five no. hours away from a big town. <laughs> yeah, not the same. Not the same. So I don't know. I was I was bummed to see it. But so the cool. only other news aside from that that I had is that uh, Matt James's former roommate went on a podcast. Did you hear about this? No. What did they say? Um, so I didn't listen to the podcast, but I read a summary on Reddit. So I'm just going to read it out to you. She said that she found him on a roomie app, lived with him in the Upper West Side apartment for a year. Tyler squatted there for five months. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not surprised. <laughs> so she wasn't attracted to Matt and hadn't that he had no sexual energy. <laughs> um, said he's very contrived, wears more turtlenecks than um, just a lot of turtlenecks. And... So said as a roommate that he was the worst, but she didn't really like him. And they had a falling out in the end. Their apartment was a crash pad for bachelor contestant from Tyler's season. Whenever they did GMA, they would all crash there. Says that Matt made <laughs> keys for his college football friends. About 20 copies of her keys were probably given out. Then wow. said that she came home one day at 11 p.m. and saw a giant man that she's never met peeing with the door open and Matt wasn't even home. Um, so she stepped back down, said, Tyler's dating Gigi now. He needs to pay rent. Please stop giving out our key to everybody. I feel unsafe. And that he said, I don't understand the issue. And she said, well, I'm a single woman. I feel uncomfortable. And he looked at her dead in the face and said, I don't care if you feel uncomfortable. And she cried. What? Yeah. Wow. That's not cool. Honestly, I believe it based on all of the, um, the stuff he's been posting with the quarantine crew and stuff like that. Like he just seems very immature to me. Yeah. Wow. I would, I would lose my mind if that was my, I mean, mm -hmm. the, I think the one thing when, in New York that you want is like a space of your own. And I, yeah. would, I can't imagine someone feeling so like being so disrespectful about your home like that, you to know, be giving out keys left and right. And then to say he doesn't care if she feels uncomfortable. I mean, I would feel very unsafe if my key was being given out willy nilly to a bunch of men. I didn't know. Yeah. Um, to come home and like safe. there's a strange man in your apartment. It's not safe. And the fact that he doesn't see that or just doesn't care. I, mm -hmm. I think that says a lot and it yeah. ain't great. I think he reserves his sympathy for cute crying girls like Sarah <laughs> and maybe doesn't care so much about other, other people's feelings, yeah. but I don't know. Like I want to be all in on that, but I'm not. <laughs> I got one foot out the door. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe um, have two feet after reading that, but right. Um, anyway. Um, so those are the that. bachelor news items that yeah. I had. But we'll see what happens next week when everybody like gangs up to shame somebody for being a sugar baby or I don't I don't know whatever it is I'm not into it. Ah uh, yeah it 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 looks like a hot mess. These these ladies seem like they are all about the piling on and going on. Yeah, babies, which I, I don't like, like that. I mean, we've had a million men on the show who were like Chippendales dancers and nobody ever made that like a big thing. I mean, we had Kenny who had a, a spread of him spreading like, <laughs> like no one made a thing of that. And like, no, it wasn't even mentioned on the show at all because it, it doesn't yeah. matter. I mean, I, I feel like it only matters if it's a woman and you have remember that scene with Jade where she had to tell Chris that she had been a playboy. 
oh, yeah. stuff like that. I mean, whereas we've had tons of men who have done similar things on the show and it's just not a plot line. No, I don't like it. Um, but yeah. We'll so that's fueling my like Disdain. feeling towards <laughs> Anna. Yeah. Who, by the way, I wouldn't have said it if she wasn't acting like this on the show. Always looks like she smelled a fart. <laughs> she you know? That's so awesome. we'll get more of that next week. But uh, I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll fun. talk to you guys then. Bye. Bye. Connect with us on Twitter at AcceptThisPod, where we live tweet episodes and share updates on Bachelor news. Also, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and on Google Play. If you love us, take a minute and leave us a lovely five-star review. Nothing makes our day more. We'll talk to you soon.